Hey guys, I'm your host Mark Lynch and you're listening to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast where we explore what makes for a truly unbreakable mind that will put you within reach of your biggest goals. So let's get after it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Mark Lynch. And today I want to get right into this topic because we're going to be talking about your fears and how you can free yourself from them. And just before we get into it, I just want to say if you get any value out of anything I say today, take a second to leave a rating of the podcast because that means so much for me because it helps me grow and it also means so much for the podcast because it helps us reach even more people like yourself who could benefit from the things that I have to say. So anybody who takes a second, just one second to leave that rating, I appreciate it. And without any more delay, let's get into today's episode. So we've all been there. We want to try something new, but we're worried what someone else will think of us, or we want to start something like a business, but it means taking time away from a career that we've already established for ourselves. We want to try out a new skill maybe, but we're worried that we're going to look silly when we start out because we're not as experienced as so many other people in the field. These types of fears are so incredibly common. I wouldn't be surprised if you can list a bunch of these fears right now off the top of your head that you've actually experienced, but we have so much to offer the world, yet we let fear disconnect us from our purpose, from our abilities, and this is exactly what makes learning how to overcome your fears so incredibly important. Because by overcoming your fears, you allow yourself to live more freely and become more authentically the person that you want to be and position yourself to be the person that can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So if that is not motivation to learn from this episode, to learn from the things that I have to say to you today, I don't know what is. So let's get into it. So the first thing that I want to talk about are the problems that fear actually creates for us. Because the longer that we hold on to our fears, the more we're actually allowing them to grow within us until they eventually reach toxic levels. And this is what happens when we run from our fears. Instead of fighting and overcoming those fears, we actually fight to hold on to them. We're fighting against anything that would force us to face those fears. So essentially what you're doing by running from your fears is defending them. And over time, you eventually give in to those fears. And as you defend them more and more, you well, let them take more and more control over you and over your life. And the problem with that is that this fear manifests in our bodies in so many ways. It causes us to act differently. It causes us to make decisions that are out of alignment with what we truly want with our values. And it even has the potential to impact our health. Like certainly you've seen those articles about the negative impacts of stress on our health. Fear causes us to panic and freeze in the moment. So for example, imagine that you wanted to give a speech, which is a very common fear for a lot of people. And almost everybody has the exact same concern when they get up in front of an audience. And that is that they're going to forget what they wanted to say, or they're going to look stupid in front of the audience. And sometimes when we begin thinking about the fears like this, is that we become so fixated on the actual fear that we allow that fear to psych us out from what we're going to do. And it kind of creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. So 
for example, our minds begin to race so much that our bodies can't keep up and go completely blank, and then we do forget what we wanted to say. So if I'm going to put this simply, the problem fear creates for us is that it limits us. It disconnects us from what we are capable of achieving, from what you are capable of achieving. It disconnects you from your purpose. You may accept a safer option instead of taking a shot at your dream because you were scared. And down the line, those actions are more commonly going to lead to regret than taking your shot at your dream is. This is why overcoming your fears is so incredibly key. If you can overcome your fear, you take the shackles off that are weighing you down, that most people let themselves be tied down with their entire lives. And it's the people who are able to do this that actually eventually are more likely at least to go on to become successful. And that is the problem with fear. It holds you down. That is the biggest problem and is always going to be the biggest problem when it comes to fear. So now that we've talked about that, the next question we have to answer is why do we let fear control us? Because typically we imagine millions of negative outcomes when any situation scares us. That's what our mind defaults to. We think about all the negative outcomes. So going back to public speaking again or asking for a raise even or any other fear that you may have, we innately begin to fixate on those negative outcomes rather than any positive ones. However, if we stop for a second, as soon as we start to fixate on those negative outcomes and ask our things like, How often have those imagined negative outcomes that we thought about prior to facing a fear actually come into reality? Because I know for the majority of us, at least, and if I'm even just speaking purely for myself, the answer is almost next to none. Those situations very rarely happen. The fears that we imagine in our head typically never come into reality. (laughs) You might have more than zero, but I'm willing to bet that the answer is that your true fears haven't come to reality many times in your life. And I think what this means in the reality that we're forced to face here is that our fears are often more numerous than the present dangers. (laughs) And what I mean by that is there are more things we are afraid of than are actually causing us any harm or causing us any danger. And if our fears are more numerous, then we are choosing to suffer more in our imagination than we actually do in reality. If our fears are more numerous than the actual danger around us, then we are choosing to suffer in our imagination more than we actually do in reality. So why? Why would we do that to ourselves, right? Instead of being afraid, just focus on being present in the moment. Detach from that fear and be ready to accept the situation as it unfolds. And just so I can clarify here, I want to make sure that everyone's clear on this. When I say detach from the fear and from the outcome, that's not me telling you to be impartial. Not at all. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. It simply means that you aren't so attached to a certain outcome that you generate fear and anxiety thinking about all the other possible outcomes that might not align with it. I'm going to say that again. I just want you to not be impartial But I want you to detach from a certain outcome because often we become so fixated on making our reality align with that one outcome we have pictured in our head that we create unnecessary fear and anxiety for ourselves. Those attachments lead to fear. 
And learning how to detach helps you overcome those fears. And no, nowhere else is this more present than what I personally think is the biggest source of fear in our world. And that is the fear of what other people think about us. Crazy, right? In a world where there are so many things to be afraid of, the thing that we are typically most afraid of is what other people think of us, something that cannot hurt us, something that cannot impact us in the vast majority of circumstances in any way. It's not the most dangerous thing in the world. It's not even the most logical fear. But nonetheless, it is the most common. The fear of the unknown just terrifies us for some reason. And there's actually a quote out there by Charles Horton Cooley that I think demonstrates how absurd this fear truly is. And it goes like this. I've actually written it down here. I am not what I think I am. And I am not what you think I am. I am what you think I am. So take a second. Let that let that quote sink in. So the average person thinks that falling short of a goal makes others view them as a failure. So that's what they become in their own eyes, a failure. That's a good example of this, and I've seen it a lot. This points out not only do we value the opinions of other people more than our own, but that we don't even truly know what those opinions are. We don't know what their opinions are, so why do we choose to value them more? Because it's just something we can't ever know for sure. We just assume people see us as worthless, as failures, as stupid when something negative happens to us. And that becomes how we choose to view ourselves because we become preoccupied with how we think other people think of us. That's no way to live. That is a paralyzing fear. When you live in fear of what other people think of you, you're going to become stagnant. And you'll never achieve your goals that way. Now, thankfully, there are strategies that we can use to overcome this type of fear as well as other types of fear in our lives as well. And there are many different approaches depending on one, what the fear is, and two, who you are personally. Because that matters just as much. Who you are is going to dictate what solutions best fit. Well, best fit your situation. I can't put it any better than that, I don't think. But this could include things like simply real-life exposure to that fear, so gradually facing things that scare you in real life. That's real-life exposure, exposing you to the fear. You could do mental exposures if you're not ready for a real-life exposure, though. So this is kind of a step back where you're thinking about the things that scare you in your mind before actually facing them in person in real life. So this might be things like imagining tightrope walking or imagining giving that speech in front of the class before you get up there and do it. It's mentally exposing yourself to the situation. And if I was to give you any advice as you go about trying to overcome your fear, it is, well, to do your best to resist the quick fixes. Because as we all know here, we aren't here for quick fixes. We aren't here for band-aid solutions. We aren't here to just cover up the problem. We want real long-lasting change. We want to make significant change in our life. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to make significant positive changes to your life. So those quick fixes, those things that just put a band-aid on the situation, you want to dodge those. Dodge those like the plague. They are going to waste your time and do whatever else you can to do away with them. You do not want to end up putting all your time and energy into quick fix solutions. It, it's just never going to be the outcome you're hoping for. It's never going to lead to the payoff that you're hoping for. So now what we're going to do 
is because we've kind of hit on those, I want to actually talk on the strategy that I use for overcoming fear and anxiety with people that I work with because I've seen it benefit a lot of different people. It is kind of a general approach and I do personalize it for each person I work with. So that's essentially what you're going to have to do here. You're going to have to take the role that I usually play for people and personalize this to your own life and to your own situation in a way that makes sense for you. Because there are a lot of different strategies out there for overcoming fears. And the ones that work for me or someone else might not be the ones that work for you. So pick the ones that make sense and try a few that you think might be effective for you. And what I want to do here is just lay out some of the strategies that I have found helpful for the majority of people that I've worked with. And the first one is just simply taking the time to breathe. Look, your breath is a powerful resource that you have at your disposal at any time you need it. We experience so many emotions through our breath. It's impossible to think clearly when your fears cause your mind to race. And the first thing to do in these situations is to just take a second to physically calm yourself down. Take the time to slow down focus on your breath find that calm so when you notice yourself starting to get a faster heartbeat or sweaty palms for example when you get up to give that speech in front of that audience the best thing to do is not necessarily fight that anxious reaction that you're having but take a second to recognize what you're experiencing recognize it's making your heart race and then take a second to counteract it Breathe slower, put your hand on your stomach, feel your abdomen go out, and then back in. Take those deep breaths. Focus on ease and being in balance. And the goal is simply going to get your mind used to coping with the panic. You're not running from it. You're not running from the fear. You're just learning to cope with it. And that usually helps take the fear away from fear, which is an interesting twist. Okay, the next strategy, strategy number two, that is to learn to face and overcome your fears. So this kind of goes back to those real life exposures and mental exposures, whatever, whatever you feel is appropriate for you at this time, because avoiding your fears only makes them scarier. It gives them the power to grow, as I've already said in this episode, whatever your fears are, if you face them, they should start to fade away slowly as you become more familiar with them. They will stop, well, producing that anxiety reaction the more you expose yourself to them. And you'll notice that this is something you actually get better with over time. Because like any other skill in life, practice makes perfect here. The more you deal with your fears, the better you're going to get at it. This is going to give you confidence moving forward. And as new fears come up, Whatever they may be, you'll be prepared to overcome them because you know what it takes to face a fear. You know that that fear probably isn't going to kill you. You're going to be better at this than most people. And one thing you can do to help you with this initially is to try, well, imagining that worst possible outcome as I kind of already mentioned before and then recognizing how unlikely that situation truly is because most times, that situation feels a lot scarier than it is simply because we feel like it's more likely than it is in reality. Okay, strategy number three. This one is a good one, and it is to not, to, or to stop, striving for perfection. Look, 
Life is full of stress, full situations. We all know that. <laughs> Yet many of us feel that our lives have to be perfect all the time. And that's just simply not possible because you know what? As much as we may want to try, nothing has ever been perfect and nothing is ever going to be perfect. Perfection does not exist. That's just the truth. It's an unachievable ideal. Bad days and setbacks, they're always going to happen to us. And it's important to remember that, you know what, life is messy. Life was never meant to be perfect. You yourself were never meant to be perfect. And you know what? On top of that, it's okay to be afraid. What's not okay is to let those fears limit you. What's not okay is to let those fears control you. It's okay to be imperfect. What's not okay is to let your fear of imperfection prevent you from chasing your goals and your dreams. Think about everyone else in your life. Are they perfect? Do you think they are perfect? Do you expect perfection from them? No, you don't, right? But the only person for some reason you expect perfection from is yourself. Even though nobody else around you expects perfection from you. That's an unrealistic expectation to put on yourself. So why do it? Stop striving for perfection and you will free yourself from so much fear. You will fear yourself from being perfect. You will free yourself in so many ways. This is a big one. If I leave you with one, try to master that one. Okay, and the fourth and final strategy that I want to talk about today is getting to the root of the fear. This is actually a process that I learned from another life coach, Jay Shetty. He's a professional online. He's been popular for quite some time now. And getting to the root of your fear isn't as overly complicated a process as we make it out to be, but it can be an uncomfortable one. And that's because to do it well, we simply got to kind of adopt the role of a three-year-old and ask ourselves why constantly. Why? Why? Why is it this way? Why is it happening like that? Why? Like those annoying little questions that those young kids ask, they want to know why to everything. So let's let's kind of go through a test run here. Let's say you fear um, failing an exam or a test. So ask yourself, why? Why do you fear failing an exam or a test? Well, Maybe it's because you're worried that you might get kicked out of your program or you're, you might not get that career you wanted. But why are you afraid of not getting the career you wanted initially? Or why are you afraid of failing out of that program? Well, it might mean that you don't get your dream job, the job you've been dreaming about for since childhood or the last 10 years or however long you've been dreaming about it. But then we keep going down the train here. Why are you afraid of not getting that dream job when there's so many jobs out there? And eventually we get down to the answer, which is, you know what, maybe if I don't get that dream job, I end up disappointing or I think I'm disappointing people around me because they want me to get that job. Or maybe I'm worried that I'll be seen as a disappointment by my friends or other people if I don't get that job. And then bingo, we are at the root of the fear. We've traveled through all the little branches down to the trunk to get to the root of this fear, which is that we are afraid of disappointing other people. And once we are at the root of the fear, after we've identified it, we can better go about addressing it because now you've given yourself the power of actually understanding it. And that is something that is truly helpful. It's hard to address a fear if you don't know where it's coming from. And you know what? Even if you tried not knowing without knowing where it came from, you might end up addressing one fear, but then another one pops right up. You haven't addressed the root of the issue, you've just cut off a branch.
And as any good gardener knows, if you want to pull a weed out, you got to get the root. So what is the main goal here? What is the purpose of overcoming fear? What is our goal when we're trying to overcome fear? Well, you might have many goals here, but I think that the main goal of overcoming our fears is to simply learn how to change our relationship with them. Because often the problem is that we fear the wrong things in life. We should fear missing out on opportunities or passing up on opportunities because our fears are limiting us. But instead, we choose to fear things like, well, taking those opportunities and being seen as a failure. When what we truly need to be afraid of is becoming stagnant and actually sabotaging our personal growth because we'd rather be limited by our fears than step out of our comfort zone. What we truly need to fear is missing out on those opportunities. Because you know what, that's what fear does. It's going to take those opportunities away from you and you might never get them again. But through learning to persist through that discomfort that fear creates, and learning how to assess them, address them, and overcome them, we can better understand ourselves and our values. And this will help provide us with a self-awareness, which we can then go on to use to better our lives and achieve some pretty great things and actually live a more meaningful, more fulfilling, more purpose-filled life. When you redefine your fears this way, not only do you take the first step to overcoming your fears, but you actually position yourself to use your fears to get the best out of yourself. Try to understand that. But in order to do that, you need to stop viewing stress and fear as something that's purely negative. You need to shift your perspective to see the potential benefits that lay beneath those fears. That's how you change your relationship with fear, by identifying the positives that can come from facing those fears. And that can be a complicated thing to understand. So let's run through a quick, and for this example, I'm going to use a fear that is very common and probably something that we can all relate to. And that's the fear of losing someone you care about, losing somebody that you love. Because depending on how you choose to frame that fear, You can either benefit from it or harm yourself from it. Now, most people are afraid of death because it means they're losing something. They're losing someone that they really care about. Because death is going to be an uncomfortable experience for them. So we fear it because it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not something we like to talk about. If we allow that fear to control us, though, it will continually create anxiety for us. And we know what? As it creates anxiety, we'll start to avoid it we'll start to avoid the topics of death. And you know what? Then we've given it the power. We have allowed it to take control over us. However, there is another option. As you know, we can redefine this fear a little bit by examining this fear and maybe getting uncomfortable with the topic for a little bit. We might realize, why do we fear death? Because we fear the loss of a family member because we value family. And by reframing that fear, but to kind of fixate more on the value behind the fear, which is family, we can actually use that fear as a reminder to spend time with people, with family, with the people we care about while we can. So no longer are we just fixating on the fear, but we've taken it a step further to understand the value behind that fear. So 
now we've actually turned that fear into something that we can use to positively benefit our life as we pursue that value. So now we are wrapping up the episode and I want to leave you with one message here. And that is to remember that your life is simply one big story. And why I'm saying that is because I want to remind you that no matter how big a fear might seem to you right now, very rarely is that fear going to end your life. (laughs) It's just not. The majority of the time, whatever you're afraid of is not going to end your life. Sure, that fear might create some hardship for us, but after we've overcome those hardships, often we can see the benefits that that path actually created for us in our lives. Because fear is not something we run from. It's not something to waste your life running from because in fact, running from that fear is probably the worst thing that you could do. Because when you run, when you avoid, when you try to push aside your fears, you give them strength to grow. Remember that. Remember that. When The more you run from those fears, the more you give them strength. Instead, when you face your fears, you give yourself the strength to grow. Take that strength away from the fears. Don't feed your fears. Feed yourself. When you learn to detach from your fears and get to the root of them, that's when you finally can begin living more freely. So when it comes to it, learn how to overcome your fears because it's probably one of the most valuable things you're ever going to do on your path to success. So great episode, guys. Thank you, everybody who took the time to listen. Remember, if you got any value, take a second to leave that rating review. Hit me up on social media. That means a lot to me as well. And until next time, stay excellent.